This podcast is a collaboration between Costard and Touchstone Productions and the Dads from the Crypt podcast. episode of the How Not to Make a Movie podcast. I'm Alan Katz. And I'm Gil Adler. Last weekend, Gil and I had the pleasure of being feted at the Chattanooga Film Festival. That's feted, F-E-T-E-D, not F-E-T-I-D. And what a great weekend that was. Incredible. Uh, first of all, getting there. Yeah, we'll, we, will, we, will, we will talk about it. We will each talk about our, our, travail, our, our tra- travails in, in getting from where we were to to Chattanooga, not, not an easy place to get to, but uh, but but the weekend itself was, uh, well, first of all, it was just the second time that we've actually gotten to see each other face to face in in uh, almost 30 years. Time. Yeah. Crazy. So that that alone is is a strange concept, <laughs> but it was it was great fun. It was, uh, it was what a joy to spend that much that much time together. Yeah, but you know what's really un- unbelievable to me is that it it didn't feel like we had seen each other for a week. I mean, it, it, we just picked up right where we left off and we just continued on. And it's horrifying. Yeah, it's yeah, horrifying. It's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's <clears throat> we've got a lot of lost time to make up for, but uh, indeed we do. Perhaps it's a testament to that fact when we did the the last week's episode of the podcast from the from the the film festival that a lot of the audience remarked how how natural we we play together you know it was always that way in any room we ever sat in together yeah yeah. from from the first time that that i ever walked into your office on on beverly boulevard right right across uh, the street from the old icm building yeah right right. in in, In, in a building yeah in a building called the antiquarius where except for us on the second floor in the back, it was all filled with uh, uh, shops selling uh, uh, antiques and pottery and and light bulbs and lamps and all kinds of household goods. And and you and, I, <laughs> and you, yeah, I, I think you had you had read a script that uh, I had read. No, I had read it. I had, yeah, hey, look, you should read this too. You had you had read a script that I had written called exactly. uh, I think Down to Earth, I think. Yes. And uh I was pitching another thing, I think. Or no, or, or no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't pitching anything. That that was and then suddenly we began to talk and and uh we took another project out uh, eventually called French Kiss. Right. Right. Wow. And then we began working on a project that you had uh, that was in your head, um, love and linoleum, right? Which we began which we to actually write, wrote, which we yeah. actually wrote, and uh, it is a terrific script, and uh, it really is. You know, I've read it recently. You sent it to me. That's recently. oh yeah, that that that's right, that's right. I I, I haven't I haven't talked. Oh my god, we you know we were only in Chattanooga together for forty eight hours, so we really didn't have time <laughs> to to catch up on everything, and there was some sleeping involved in that. Just 
just because. Uh, how did you uh, how did you feel about rereading Love Love and Linoleum well, after all these years? It still made me laugh, you know. And and there's something about the characters that are very endearing. There's something that a little time uh, that 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 are a little worn by time, and need, need I think need to be changed a little bit. But you know, maybe we should talk about that script when we off the podcast and 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 see if there's anything we want to do with that because that feels like it's a it could be it could be in the strike zone of what buyers are looking to put on today for a general audience. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. And and and, and the best part of it is I found it still funny. Which I think um cool. I, I you know if you already read it and thought the same thing then maybe there's something to talk about. As I said, nothing ventured, nothing gained, which is kind of the whole point of a of a film festival like the Chattanooga Film Festival. Uh, this is first of all the the Chattanooga Film Festival prides itself on being independently independent, and with a very clear bent towards horror. And boy, are they independently independent? <laughs> Getting to Chattanooga was was tricky. The 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 folks at the Chattanooga Film Festival are doing this on. They've got partners who are helping them finance this, but really they're doing this on on on, really on smoke and mirrors. They're yeah. and the they've got tremendous taste in material in in, in what they've found. I uh, a lot of the shorts that we saw, I got to, to see a, a couple of of the features. Uh, I wish I'd had time to see more. But there was some really interesting material by some terrific filmmakers who, in the the episodes ahead, we were going to introduce you to some of them. We were absolutely captivated by more than a few of the 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 filmmakers that that we bumped into. And you might think that because it's a Chattanooga Film Festival in Tennessee, that they, it would be limited to a local group of filmmakers, but they have international filmmakers. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I think the I think the thing that was most confusing to me was that you know uh, when they picked me up in Vancouver to get to Chattanooga, I I didn't realize that they still had stagecoaches. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, alas, because they are working on an extreme budget, getting and they were very. We were like this one of the the guests of honor at this particular festival they had a bunch of things lined up for us we had uh three virtual events but we had one live event and you know, the live event was last week's podcast but you know they were really they wanted to to travel us from gill from vancouver me from los angeles all that way really for that one event just so that we could could do last week's episode and doing it on a not much of a budget, you know, traveling us was, was, I think, a challenge. I actually thought at one moment that maybe Joel Silver set this up to punish up for our podcast. <laughs> now, in, in, in all fairness, Chattanooga is not the easiest place to get to. It's got a, a sweet little airport, you know, that's some, the, the, you know, the, the larger, uh, well, the, the, they're jets, but, but they're the smallest jets fly into to that airport a couple of times a day. There's, you you can't fly in there directly from uh, from 
Dallas from, I don't think, did they fly from Atlanta? I, I don't I don't think so. Um, yeah, they don't, Dallas, they, don't, they certainly don't fly from Vancouver. They, they certainly don't. So you had to, you traveled overnight. I took the red eye and we went from Vancouver to Atlanta. Um, which wasn't a bad flight. It's only four and a half hour flight, <clears throat> but it's in the middle of the night. So you really don't get much time to sleep and you land at uh, like five to six in the morning. And then they had uh, a sweet young filmmaker um, who is now a friend of ours, both of us. Um, uh, Mark picked me up at the airport. Mark Cavino. Mark Cavino. And uh, proceeded to drive us the two hours to Chattanooga, where we talked a lot about filmmaking. We talked yep. about his ambitions and eventually stopped for a coffee, which I suggested we do within five minutes of getting in the car at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, but we did stop at an interesting place about an hour, halfway halfway to Chattanooga called Bucky's. And in the South, Bucky's is very well known, but for a guy from Vancouver, I had no idea what it was. And it's this, it started out in Texas as a gas station. And now they have like a hundred pumps, but that's not what makes it unique. What makes it unique is right next door, they have a huge building. And inside that building, they sell barbecue, homemade fudge, all kinds of garments and mugs. Apparently, Bucky's is equally well known for its bathrooms. They have as many toilets as they do gas pumps. And apparently, the bathrooms are very, very well kept. So we stopped there for the coffee, and I actually had a, a barbecue egg wrap and a chopped barbecue sandwich. At 8 o'clock in the morning when we went into the place, it was packed. You would have thought yeah. it was 6 o'clock in the evening. Yeah, yeah. And it was huge. It is a cultural institution. It is. It is. And especially it, when you see all of these people walking in carrying guns. That that too is a cultural institution. Yeah. A whole other conversation for another right. time. For another podcast. And another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get us started. So then we got to then so we got back in the car and uh and and shot our way, no, drove our way to uh, Chattanooga, uh where I was looking forward to sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> we arrived there at like 10 o'clock in the morning and uh yeah, this was we on to, saturday uh no you got no friday on friday, thursday thursday night, night. You, friday. you traveled thursday arrived friday right so so, so wardrobe the, was friday right so we got to we got to the hotel friday and they had said they were going to they were attempting to get an early booking into the hotel which i was afraid they wouldn't get but they did and i must say the hotel hotel reed the reed house was beautiful it's renovated it was built in 1862, I think. 1870. And it burned down once in the early 1900s, and they rebuilt it. An amazing, amazing history, and they're very proud of the history. And they, they, they as they should all. be. The Reed House has had plenty of famous guests, lots of presidents, including Ulysses Grant, Grover Cleveland, Teddy Roosevelt, Richard Nixon, and Ronald Reagan. Gene Autry was a guest, as were Elvis and Oprah. Winston Churchill stayed, as did Gary Cooper, Bing Crosby, Walt Disney, Bob Hope, and Al Capone. Capone stayed in room 311 while the feds were transporting him to trial in Chicago. To keep him from breaking out, the hotel put bars on 311's windows, still there today. Room 311 at the Reed has had even more history than just Capone. When a husband caught his wife with another man, he murdered her in the room's bathroom. Does her spirit still haunt the room? 
many guests would say, fuck yeah. The last renovation was very, uh, was very thoughtful. And they, they, took, <clears throat> they took it, as, as, as I hope you can see from, from the visuals provided, those of you who can see the visuals, they've taken it back to its, to its jazz age splendor. Yeah, it's quite remarkable. And I must say, the best thing about it, they had the best air conditioning. <laughs> I think yes. in all of Chattanooga. Yeah, 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 <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Very comfortable, very quiet, very nice people, very gracious. Really enjoyed staying there. And Chattanooga itself is is a fascinating place because it Chattanooga has so much history, a lot tied into the Civil War and, and really how the war kind of pivoted one way and then the other right right around chattanooga yeah and and we had biscuits and gravy yeah yeah and we had chitlins fried chicken I, amazing amazing fried chicken i i i live for fried chicken and uh, we had fried uh, cauliflower and and fried fried green tomatoes <laughs> uh, in fact i'm trying to think what we had that wasn't fried yeah maybe the cereal in the morning wasn't fried but it wasn't for lack of trying mm. So Chattanooga was 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 great fun. The hotel was terrific. Uh, the the folks who organized the the Chattanooga Film Festival, uh, Chris Dorch, this is his baby, uh, his, his Chris's dad and, and Chris especially. I think he lives and breathes this 365 days of the year. This is I think you're right. I think they both love what they do. Uh, and to have, this is the first year that they had not just virtual but IRL in real life. So. This was challenging in in so many different ways, and they they seem to have pulled off a, a rather at least the as far as I could tell there was nothing that wasn't great about the. No, it very, I think it, I think it went very well. I think kudos to them because the young filmmakers and the people who paid to be part of this uh, seem very satisfied yeah. and very engaged. And very uh, grateful for what these two men have done. Personally, I I, I was grateful to to get to uh, to meet these filmmakers that uh, I, I would never have bumped into otherwise. I I don't think, and I'm 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 delighted. Uh, Andrew Bowser, a fascinating filmmaker, he's got a release coming. Onyx, the fortuitous and the talisman of souls. Andrew is a testament to the business that you and I come from came from because it's it's completely it's gone in, oh, in yeah. so many ways it, it's it's been superseded by the business that andrew was in and andrew took a character that he was doing on youtube for a decade and i think he's got a theatrical release for his 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 feature his onyx feature yeah that's that's an amazing accomplishment and and really this is this is a diy world one of the things that we that we preach here on this podcast uh how do you get from from here to well how do you get onto the mountain it it takes among among other things tremendous persistence you have to believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing and you will encounter gazillions of people who will tell you you're full of shit you're wasting your time forget about it you have to blow past every single one of them persistence patience and and perseverance andrew is a testament to andrew bowser is a testament to really you you keep it going no matter what and he is succeeding and he is he is 
he's got his own audience that he built really with his own two hands. And rightfully so, because the, the, his material and his delivery is really quite exceptional. He's very funny. Yeah, he's very very funny. So, yeah. Andrew, minute. Yeah, uh, we also uh, a couple of shorts that 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 and you turned you you saw one first. You turned me on to and I and I got to see it. They call it Red Cemetery by a young uh, I, I thought Spanish. From Spain, director. I think he's from the Azores, actually. So he's Portuguese. Uh, Francisco Lacerda. This short that we saw was literally maybe ten minutes, seven minutes long, and very funny. Great characters, very interesting, um, and very much in the in the style of Tales from the Crypt, which I, I really loved. Yeah, he it's he is it's a satire of the Sergio Leone movies. Yeah, it's a sweet funny little piece of uh, fan yeah. love in a way, but terrific filmmaking too. He's from the Azores and I think he shot this entirely in the Azores. Could be. I mean, it was a desert scene, so I'm sure they Just have some desert or beach there. Remote hills, a, a, a graveyard, and yeah. uh, two guys with a beef. Oh! Pode dar minha parte, certo? Certamente, amigo. Uma corde é uma corde. Tornei aquela cidade num cemitério sem cruzes. Acredito que a morte me queira agradecer um dia destes. Aposto que sem enrolante. E você é hoje, cabrão! Did you get to see any of the features? I didn't. Uh, I was pretty busy. I was really talking to a lot of the young filmmakers that were there <clears throat> and having sort of uh, drinks with them or, you know, just, just chatting in the lobby or in the bar uh, about what they're doing, how they're doing it, how they got to where they are so far and where they want to go from here. And they're all pursuing it in pretty much different ways. Among the, the films that I got to see during the week uh, was a one thing called Hell Hath No Fury, which uh, it describes itself as a dark comedy about a, a husband and wife who separately and unknowingly plot to murder each other on the same fateful night. I really liked uh, the lead actress. Leah Philpott is just, I, I, I liked her a whole lot. I watched the movie because we, we met her. Uh, she came up to our table. I think we signed something for her. And so I, I, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll catch her movie. And so I, I caught her movie and I thought she was wonderful. And so I'm so glad you came up because I, I, I really loved your performance, Leah. I really, really did. I also managed to catch a really interesting thing called Tearsucker. No, baby, we're not done yet. you right now and i wouldn't feel anything not guilt or remorse nothing i can watch the life leave your body and never think of it for a second afterwards but then where would we be i wouldn't be 
a total waste and I just have to start over again with somebody else. Somebody disposable. And Tearsucker, let's see, it, it's about a guy who gets his yayas by by sucking the tears of women he terrorizes. And, as one and, does. As one does, yeah. And, and that just sounded so uh, intriguing. Uh, very well shot, very well made. Uh, Stephen Vanderpool is the director. It was written by Sam Britton. Uh, Allison Water, get her name, Walter. Allison Walter is the lead. Sam Britton is the uh, is the crazy. These are. It's a challenging. It's a challenging subject to to have a have a guy with a particular fetish and to and to keep us with him for for the duration of the movie. But Tearsucker pulls it off. It's a you know, solid piece of solid piece of horror filmmaking. Uh, a terrific character. I managed to walk in uh, to one of the there was. There were some performances that were only live. Uh, they were not going to appear virtual. The the deal that Chris Dorch made was one shot deal, and I was lucky enough to walk in a, a, a movie. I, I didn't even know what the title was. I just it was the movie that was playing, and I sat down, and a thing called Piaf began to play, uh, spelled P I A F F E. It is a German movie made by an Israeli director named Anne Orent. It's about a woman, she lacks all confidence. She works as a Foley artist in films and she gets an assignment to Foley a horse. And so among the other things, she's taking coconut shells and on sand and creating the sound. But as she continues to work on these, these horse sounds, she begins to, for want of a better word, horsify. She begins to take on horse-like attributes, especially a tail. She grows a horse's tail. She becomes more confident, different. The, the movie is incredibly sensual, beautifully shot. Simone Buccio, the lead actress, is a revelation. She's extraordinary. Eyes, just her physicality, everything. She's great. She's great. It was compelling, utterly unfathomable as I watched it. I, I, I knew what I was watching, but I couldn't imagine where this movie was going. And when it got to its ending, I thought, yes, that is, that is where it, that's where it had to land. I have not stopped thinking about this movie since. I'm looking forward to seeing it. We, uh, mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to find you, Ann Oren. And uh, we must have a conversation, uh, the three of us. It just so happens our producing partners, Dads from the Crypt, also were at this year's Chattanooga Film Festival. Jody Webster and Mando Aguilar attended IRL, but Jason Stein attended virtual. What was your overall impression of of this year's festival? Um, it seemed like seemed like a very well oiled machine. I, I really appreciate that, and um uh some great talent there again I, I wish i had the time to uh dive into everything it's like overwhelming i think that was, yeah, that was probably the biggest thing i was just really overwhelmed by the bad content which is a good thing hmm. it's that's a quality problem to have um 
I've been to local film festivals. I've never traveled to one before. So I've been to like, you know, all night film festivals and that stuff. And I usually actually I love the shorts. Some people don't like shorts. I kind of love shorts because you got to get it out. If it's good, you had a good time. You want more. If it's bad, then you kind of you've done your thing. You move on. If they can tell a, a great story within, hey, however long it takes them to tell it, that works. That's just as good. And yeah, sometimes I mean, that's... that can be really potent. I mean, again, tell us the crypt is pretty much short story, short films. Uh, we are, hey, you know, we're 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 really a joke stretched out to thirty minutes. Yeah. Were there particular shorts or films that uh, that struck you? We had Andrew Bowser on our podcast, and I don't think his film was on the uh, virtual docket, but no, um, that that was live. I heard really good things about that. I really want to see that movie. I. I that was really funny. But, I mean, the thing I, the thing, honestly, the thing I, I did the most was checking on your your content and see what see what people's reactions were, and people were loving it. They're eating it up, and um, I listened to your panel, which was great. Oh, thank you. Um, and then the uh, dead easy script read. I, unfortunately, I had to take my kid to an appointment, but so I was kind of in and out of that. But it seemed to go really well. I'm, I was actually really impressed with Jody. I thought, I think he's got a he's got a gig. Uh, a possible future in that he, space yeah 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 he, he was he was uh, a delightful surprise but um and then i actually i watched your car or listened to your commentary for bordello and had the film up and everything so i got the full experience i, I listened to that from start to finish and that, that to me was like the the, the real highlight oh, um cool. to hear well, all your just kind of seeing not i could hear your voice like experiencing and um it, it was uh it was i don't know if i'd call it therapeutic well therapy it, of a kind shock therapy of a kind well it's, it was interesting to hear because because you know i listen to your podcast or we i hear you talk about it, you know i it's kind of like in a vacuum well it's 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 your podcast too you're an executive well, I'm, yeah i'm just saying like when when i hear yeah. you talk about it is i'm focused on you but hearing you talking about it with the actual product being displayed kind of like ties it together in a way and actually what i came away from it is and okay i work in it project management so i do testing i do pro i do you know working on projects putting things together to an end product and what i what i noticed is that the people who i make who i do a project for they don't care about how terrible the testing was and the back and the forth they just want the thing to work they, so like there's many times where i've had like quote traumatic or just really really difficult testing sessions and things just weren't going right just took forever it was just really stressful but at the end of the day the thing works and that's all they care about and i was kind of thinking about that in relationship to your film the bordello blood where again when you watch the movie it's not great but it's actually not bad it's it in a again in a vacuum when it's not compared to demon knight or tell script a show on its own merit standing alone it's a fine movie it's the fact that you made a fine movie under those circumstances is to be applauded now. But your perspective you, as you the are, creators, you, you are too kind. You are too kind. But 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 as the as but, the creators, but I all that. you. But I appreciate you, that 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 perspective. I do. Yeah. So as from you for you and Gil, all you see are you know. Oh, I remember that day. I remember that day. You 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 were there when the sausage was there's being a, made. Bruise here still, man. <laughs> right. It won't go away. Um. 
And I totally understand that knowing everything that went into make it, but as far as the final product itself, I think it's better than it has any right to be, which again, isn't say great, but it's the fact that you made a competent film. I've seen much more uh, quote offensively bad movies. Um, and I think, and I think that's something that you and Gil should be applauded for. Um, and again, I know that that's a really that'd be a hard perspective for you and Gil to come to. But again, again, seeing the product and seeing you talk about it kind of put that in perspective for me. Like, I'm like, this is a movie. It's a movie. It's fine. So there's some fun parts. Even you admitted there were some uh, good good snippets yeah. here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I think that's something you can hang your hat on if possible. So long as it's a very small hat. <laughs> well, thank you, Jason. As always, you are you are too kind. Uh, but 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 like I said, it's yeah. I I, I appreciate the, the perspective, and and I appreciate the perspective. But there were some screenings. That... Mando Aguilar and Jody Webster were both there live at the festival. Was there anything that uh, you saw live that people couldn't see virtually that stuck in your craw? Yeah, there were a, there were a couple that stood out. Uh, the That's Jody Webster. That showed after the first block of shorts uh, was called Mind Body Soul. Mind uh, Body Soul. I'm okay. sorry, Mind Body Spirit. And that's Mondo Aguilar. Mind Body Spirit. Mind okay. Body Spirit. <laughs> cool. Uh, but yeah, it was it was uh, really good because it was unexpected. Uh, it was a found footage movie, which can go either way. Uh, but this one was really well done. Uh, great lead character. Uh, some great spooky moments. It's one of those movies that uh, as the camera pans around, you'll see little subtle hints or you'll see somebody in the background just for a second. And it, it had a great kind of spooky atmosphere that I really enjoyed. You never felt forced like a lot of found footage movies do. Yeah. You remember the names of any of the filmmakers? Uh, I actually have everything pulled up here. Let's see. Hmm. Mind, Body, Spirit. Uh, Matthew Marinda and Alex Hennis uh, were the directors. Um, so I, I, I'd never heard their names before, but I, I did really enjoy their movie. Oh, cool. Well, that, a part of why we're doing this is to give everyone <laughs> as much of a shout out as we can. Yeah, absolutely. I was a big fan of Lola, which I believe played on day two or day three. It was kind of a period piece with all these old war archive, um, doctored war archive footage uh, spliced in about two uh, two sisters who create a machine where they can see the future and they're helping the war efforts again in, in World War II. I thought that was very, very surprising because I did not expect, I looked at the description, I said, sounds interesting. And then I watched it and it, that, that kind of blew me out of the water. It was period? Uh, definitely a period piece shot in black and white and just American? felt um, American, American, I believe, yeah. Uh, I, see, I see Jody checking right now, <laughs> but but that one I thought might have been my favorite movie of the entire uh, of the entire festival because it was so different and just um, very inventive and creative with what they did. I definitely want to seek out if anybody's out there looking for some something to seek out. I think it was wholly unique in what they were doing. Neither of you saw Piaf. Uh, oh. We did. Yes, we absolutely saw that one. Yeah, uh, we definitely saw pee off. I saw you leaving that that screening, and then I meant to ask you what you thought of it, and then I, next thing I know, you were gone. I was in a daze. <laughs> it was, I was in a daze. That was my favorite movie. I think that's it, the proper reaction to that movie is to be in a daze. When yeah, you that movie was just a really real throwback to like I guess eighties or seventies German exploitation and. Um, uh, I guess German what erotic thriller exploitation exploitation. You want to get very critical, but I, I thought that movie was great. Yeah, I really like that. It was unf- the word I keep using is unfathomable. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And yet, because I was, I was always wondering where the fuck is this going? <laughs> and yet where it landed was, it made absolute sense. And it, it yep. thought, yes, that is a natural place to stop. It was a, a fascinating character. It was beautifully shot. Definitely. Uh, and Anne Oren, the, she's a, an Israeli director. It really fascinating. The lead actress was amazing, I thought. Yeah, I think so too. She really owned that role. And you really have to in something like that because she was she drove the whole she drove the whole movie. If you don't have a fantastic lead actress there, the movie doesn't work. And she did right. a phenomenal job. I agree completely. If you don't if you don't buy her experience, if 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 that isn't real, if she's just pretending, okay, I'm turning into a horse. Yeah. But it wasn't that. It was a spirit, it was the spirit of the thing. And the the tale was kind of the it was almost the metaphor. Right. But it was remarkably sensual in places. The yes. The bit where she brushes her tail into the telephone. Right. And it's because she's she's in this sound. Yeah. Sound is her business. And if you listen really carefully, the, the sound is, is quite, yeah, you could almost catch it. it it's almost, it's almost sensual as you try to. It, and for a movie, it has such little dialogue in it and really relies on, 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 on sound to, to convey mm -hmm. uh, what, what's happening in there. And, and at no point did they really, it would also be very easy to play that situation as a joke. And have it be almost a, a pseudo, like well, one of those erotic comedies. But no, they play it very, very seriously, and it it works. It works great. Gosh, yeah, I I, I totally agree. I'm I'm so glad that I stumbled into that. <laughs> that that last block of movies that they showed on the last day, because I think that's yeah, it was right in the middle of that where they went tear sucker, trim season, PF, and pound cake. That was a wild ending to the festival, but it was perfect. It was a great yes. great way to wrap everything up. Did you guys either of you see tear sucker? Yes. Yes. Oh, what, what I, it was one of my favorites of the the fest. Yeah, I like Tear Sucker a lot, and the um, you know, I was actually blown away when they did the Q and A that the the protagonist, the antagonist, were actually a couple in real life. Mm -hmm. And I like how they actually brought up how because someone asked them how do you do those intense scenes on screen and then just go to bed like normal people, and they're like, well, we just have to dis we just disassociate ourselves in the roles, and um, mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed that that line of commentary. It's funny. I, I was not aware of the fact that 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 they are a couple, and uh, yeah, it, it makes some of those scenes, I think, even creepier. In fact, right. Well, they yeah, they they said that uh, you know they were staying at the house where they were filming, and so they had to film these. There's one scene in a bed that where he really you know makes his move to to be this horrible guy. And that's where they slept every night. And so they had to sleep <laughs> in that same bed that they filmed this, you know, horribly emotional scene. Uh, but uh, they said, he said that every time that he shot a scene with one of the, the women, there's two different women who he interacts with in the movie. And they, they after the scene, they kind of decompress like, this is not real. This is not us. This is just movie. We're not carrying this baggage from the movie into real life. And apparently it, it worked. They managed to do it. Lucky, lucky for them that that could have gotten very hairy very quickly. Yes. <laughs> right. I personally don't know if I could do that if I could ever. No, that, it'd that be hard cause... to turn off, turn back and forth between those characters and and then real yeah. life relationship. I'm sure. Did any of the shorts stick in your head? 
Oh, so many. The short plucks were fantastic this year. <laughs> I have the hardest time remembering the names of shorts, but um, I have a list here somewhere. But Jody, go ahead. I know there's a few that okay. you really loved. Yeah, no, I, I actually managed to catch all the shorts this year, which is something I've never done at wow. uh, Chattanooga Film Fest. Yeah. The, the last block, uh, the uh, fun size epics, I've desperately uh, over underestimated how long that block was going to be because those were the the longer shorts, the the 20 minute ones, the 30 minute ones. Yeah. I think that block was five hours long. I was expecting what? it to be two. Yeah. Uh, so I, I missed Epic. a couple of movies for that, uh, but it, I think it was worthwhile. Uh, some of the ones I really enjoyed, uh, some of the ones even from the uh, like student films and uh, Tennessee filmmakers block were actually really good right there. The, the first one that they showed, uh, let's see what we had. They had uh, solitude was a fun little short um, about having annoying neighbors and taking them out if necessary. <laughs> just, just wanting quiet in your life and peace. <laughs> yes. Who made solitude? Solitude was made by Trevor Hancock. Well done, Trevor. Uh, out of the next, I think the next two blocks were my two favorites, although every single block had great things in it. Uh, the, uh, let's see, this was Dangerous Visions, and it was just banger after banger. Uh, Tell Alice I Love Her was a yeah. great new take on the zombie movie. Fetal Position, uh, complete insanity uh, from from moment one, and I loved it. <laughs> and playing with that kind of insanity, but also weaving all those modern social issues in there, oh, too. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really, really well done. Uh, let's see. No Overnight Parking was a good one. Yeah. that one, I, I didn't even like recognize that. Alyssa Milano until about halfway through. Now, wait, wait, wait. I know who that is. <laughs> Splinter, though. Splinter was one that came very close to being my top of the fest. I think I ended up changing it at the last minute, but it's... Twilight Zone episode, basically. All right, tell us about Splinter. Uh, Splinter. First of all, who who who's, okay. who's the guilty party? So Splinter was directed by Mark Bernadin, I think is his name. Okay, and uh, apparently it was originally intended to be part of the new Twilight Zone series that uh, Jordan Peele produced, but then the show got canceled before he got to make it. But he had already written the script. He had this, you know, cool concept of a a child that has to stay up in the air on an airplane. They cannot touch the ground. Oh, if they touch one, the, yeah, 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 I saw that one, yeah. If, if they touch the ground, it causes chaos and evil to run rampant. It, it may have been an Antichrist kind of character, you know. There was some Vatican references, but it was just, it was a really cool Twilight zone type story that I just really enjoyed. Super I well agree. Made. That was a cool concept. I, I, I wanted to know where that was going to go. Yeah, I could have I could have uh, had an extra 30 minutes of that one. That one I, just to expand on that story. I could have had more. I, I, I agree with you there, especially, you know, it's it's a concept that that needed more time to fill out and mm -hmm. for the consequences for there be, to be a few more characters. Right. I, I do. I do like a I do like a short, though, that makes me want more. Like if I watch a short and say, man, I wish they make a movie out of this. And sometimes they do. Uh, I Speaking of uh, one that was very short and mostly just uh, an effects reel for the most part was gnomes. Uh, yeah. with the little tiny gnomes and yeah. it was very bloody and apparently they too. are making a movie out of that one they're making a full length I don't know how a feature is going to work for that but I, I love the love the short hey, that, that was fun and just chaos and I love good I love chaos kickstart my heart 
was a fantastic short of a woman getting hit by a car and then having to basically fight her way through her subconscious, through demons, through something uh, back to life uh, while also encountering her little brother who had died. Super emotional. And apparently uh, from the credits, it was based on like a real car accident yeah. the director had been in. Really great. And I think she really lost her brother in that too. Like, so it was yeah. probably a very cathartic short. Like, um, yeah. what's, like, what's, what's the filmmaker's name? Wow. Filmmaker for that one is Kelsey Bollig. Yeah, really well done. It hits even harder once you watch the end credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, oh, wow, wow, yeah, yeah. I believe I really, Alders already picked that one up too. So, if oh, you good. Watch it. It is available on YouTube. Um, I was a big fan of. They call it Red Cemetery. Yes, spaghetti yeah. western, and it's yeah. really funny. I, I realized it was made by a as a Mexican film crew and a Mexican director who made it. I just love the fact everyone is. Um, obviously speaking in English, but it's overdubbed with terrible English overdubs, which just makes it gibberish. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's, absolutely love that one. It is really funny and well done. Uh, he, I think they made that in the Azores. Oh, okay, wow. Okay, it, it's it's the it's the uh, it, it's the Azor the Azor Film Commission is as as is involved with that apparently. Interesting. I'm trying to think what. I, oh, another one I really loved was Greetings. Uh, it actually won the audience prize for best short oh. uh, by Stephanie Benson. And uh, it's about an office worker having to fill out, you know, when someone passes around a card in an office and says, you know, it's so and so's birthday, write something in it. And everything she writes in the cards uh, happens. So she said something in one of the cards about, you won the lottery. And then the, that person actually won the lottery. And so they start misusing her and abusing that uh, power she has. But they also forgot her own birthday. And that, so that. she gets her revenge. And the director said that that was actually based on real life. She worked in an office that uh, everybody really celebrated birthdays, made a big deal out of it, and they forgot hers. And uh, so at the end, there's a dedication that says to all my former co-workers, you know awesome. who you are. <laughs> that's just perfect <laughs> i enjoyed that one a lot it's, i always joked that one of my biggest fears in life was always working at a place and having to sign an office card yeah. for someone who i barely knew like just come on <laughs> yeah really and truly what was the name of the filmmaker uh she was let me pull it back up stephanie benson that was that was stephanie benson okay mm -hmm. stephanie benson wow uh sounds terrific mm -hmm. and i believe those are those are virtual only right uh, yes, yeah, that, that block uh, was the uh, fun size epics and it, it was right. virtual only. Uh, I actually really like the one that was non-horror. It's totally not my style, so I, didn't, I don't want to say I, I, I liked or didn't like it, uh, Greenhouse. Mm -hmm. But it was just gorgeously shot. Like the, the way it was shot and the way the narrative was, I thought it was really, really well done. It's one of those things where it wasn't necessarily my cup of tea, but I'll be interested whenever that filmmaker does later. Sure. Ooh. And I think the, the person who did it said they were not a filmmaker. They kind of just fell into it or something to that effect, which is even more impressive. She definitely said she wasn't a horror person. I remember. Wasn't a horror person. Yeah, she said that yeah. for sure. <laughs> Trying to think if there was any other ones. There were so many good ones. I, I just enjoyed the shorts blocks pretty much across the board. Were there after hour, they had, a, they had events outside of the hotel. And uh, where did you guys stay? We just stayed at Airbnb about a mile away. Uh, 
enough uh, far enough away that we were kind of away from all the the busyness uh but still walkable cool cool yeah uh, we're, we're the nerds that didn't go to any of the we went to the, we went to the monster the monster squad screening the first night to pick up our badges and and that and that was that was a good time right uh, but they also that, had yeah. they had parties every night but they also showed movies at the same time and so we went to the movies not the parties yeah, yeah I, I was going <laughs> to go to one of the parties and i was starting and that's when i ended up in in, in piaf yeah yeah I, I was going to the party. I thought, oh, there's a screening. Well, I'm not here to go to a party. I don't really care about that. I'm here to see movies. And that's when I walked in to be off. Yeah. yeah. And us too. We were like, we know we want us to, we, we saw the description of this movie. We're like, we have to see this movie. We can't, <laughs> we can't miss this one. <laughs> hey, you know, yeah, we, we were all there for, for the same reason to, to, to see great movies. Yeah. Uh, going back to features, I totally forgot uh, Molly and Max in the future. Oh yeah, was a, a real fun comedy that we actually had every intention of skipping to go get some dinner, and then we ended up just ah we'll sit down and see how it is, and then we, we all um, myself Jody and our other friend Joe all ended up absolutely loving that one. Yeah, right, real, real, really good heartwarming comedy. Hey, those are the some of the best surprises of of all that you uh, yeah. you figure uh, this is going to be a wait I'll never get this time back. You know, I, I the first time I saw Tell Some Crypt, I was judging Ace Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was uh, I, I was an unemployed writer and uh, this was when there were cable ace awards and the there was a room full of 13 unemployed writers who were going to be judging writing for, for that year's cable ace awards and they they showed us a list of eight hours nine hours of stuff we we're going to be watching the first 90 minutes with the first three episodes of tales from the crypt and every writer in the group thought oh fuck that's 90 minutes we'll never get <laughs> he just assumed it was going to be crap Right. And the first episode that they screened for us was Dick Donner's Dig This Cat. He's real gone. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, you guys know that episode. Yeah. Well, I know that episode. And you could literally hear every writer's mind in the room turning over, going from, what a waste of my time to get my agent on the phone. How do I get my ass on this show? Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> and uh, one of us did. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, it's when when stuff when you when when you become the converted, you you become the converted. Yeah, and that, that's the same thing about the the mind body spirit that we talked about earlier. It's one that we just went into because it was playing, and we you know didn't have any high expectations for it. And it really surprised us. I think I think everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Definitely. Uh, well, and any any other last thoughts, guys? Um, just the live events they had too. Um, obviously you and you and Gil were fantastic, and um, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we couldn't have done it without you guys. Oh, you guys did great and captivated that room, and it was it was, that was, a, that was a great time. And um, stories that no one will ever forget. That I won't repeat here. I think you have to go seek it out <laughs> your own if you want to hear some of those great stories. Or also, I don't talk. think we can take them past state lines. Some of those stories. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Then they did the pumpkin pie show with author uh, Clay McLeod Chapman, which. I knew nothing about this. And one of Jody's friends had said, Hey, don't miss this. And, um, blew my mind has such a great time. What a fantastic storyteller. I ended up picking up a few of his books now to read. Cause I was just enthralled with him. Just, I I wish, I wish I had that energy and the energy that that (laughs) man has. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but definitely something if it's ever in your area, if you ever get a chance to see him perform live, don't miss it. And then obviously, um, how to sell a haunted house with Grady Hendrix. Um, what a again, fantastic storyteller, great author. And then afterwards, so gracious with his time to meet with during the meet and greet. Like 
and, and you guys and, and, and you, you, Alan and Gil did the same thing. Like mm-hmm. when you guys are meeting fans, obviously there's, I've been, I've been in meet and greets where it's like, here, here, take, take your signed book, get out of my face. I don't want to see you anymore. All you guys are so gracious with your time. And that's also, especially for fans that are super excited. That just means the world. And it was a, it was a great event. We love the fact that we still have fans. <laughs> that <laughs> boggles our minds, and and uh, but more than that, it 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 inspires us. Yeah. Well, my my, I think my favorite thing about the film fest overall is they've managed to create an environment that's not anything like I would expect at a film fest. It's not pretentious at all. Like, there's no pretension at this. Everyone mm-hmm. is there because they love movies. Nobody is snobby in any way. It, they're there to have a good time and share with an audience. And so the several live premieres that we got to watch with the filmmakers there, and you could hear them cheer and laugh at their own jokes. And, yeah, you know, it, it was just, it's such a positive environment there. There was nothing, nothing negative in how it was run. And the, the, the people who run it are fantastic. Uh, I've gotten to talk with Chris on multiple occasions, the director, Chris Storch, and he is just the most kind, generous man uh, that I've run into. This is his baby. Yeah. And he loves it. You can tell. And he wants yeah. to wants everyone else to love it, too. And he, he has done that. I, I think it's a fantastic fest. I implore anyone, if you can't make it live, do it virtually. It, the virtual mm-hmm. experience is fantastic. You get to watch from the comfort of your own home. We end up going live because of all the years we've done it virtually together. And we said, we want to support this. We want to go in person and see what it's like in person. Granted, I can't wait to go back again. Like I'm, I'm definitely going right. back because it was like Jody said, it was outside of my realms of expectations and in, in such a positive way. But if you can't just buying a virtual pass really helps support independent cinema and help help support um the CFF to be able to do this in the future and help support all these independent filmmakers. You know, uh, they get to have people watch our movies and they, they even did a, um, I didn't see it, but they even did a, uh, a screen, a, a screenwriting competition for people mm-hmm. to pitch their, um, uh, their, their screenplays that people have turned into movies. So it's, um, it's a really, it's just the whole festival is just great. Yeah, yes, there was a pitching competition that, uh, that, that uh, Gil and I judged. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I I didn't get a chance to see it. It was on I, it. Unfortunately, when I came back to Las Vegas, it was on East Coast time. So a lot of that stuff was as <laughs> I was trying to make it home from the office. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it, yep. and that was great fun too. It was it's it is such a thrill just to hear the the dynamism of mm-hmm. the ideas and the passion for storytelling. Well, there, there's something about the way that this fest is run that when you leave, at least for me, it made me think what. What do I want to do? What do I want to do creatively? It it it's an inspirational place to be, yeah. and you know it makes you it makes you start thinking. I, I spent all weekend with just ideas floating around in my head as as I was there, and who knows what's going to happen with those? But it, it makes nothing, you want to do something. <laughs> there's nothing ever bad about that being flooded yeah. with with creative thoughts. It's, hmm. <laughs> well, thank you guys for. Uh, for your input and insight more more importantly and uh hey we uh we all soldier on yes and thank you thank, thank you for having us on and for uh, it was good to get to meet you and gil actually yeah. in person you know I, after all this time i i, I feel like so i've seen you guys as much as many times as i've seen gil in the flesh right. <laughs> you know that's that's the irony i've seen him twice i think i've, I've seen you guys almost as many times it's the the pandemic just changed everything right really did it well, 
in stunning ways that's that were are terrible and yet i'm grateful for yeah absolutely and and jason likes to joke about the fact that i still haven't met jason but i have met you so <laughs> never met jason in never person. in person never and, in person and that was the first time jody and i met in person too really oh my god that's so funny oh my two god. years talking on zoom every week first time we met in uh for uh, probably longer than two years we oh yeah because we did trivia that. and other things yeah. before that yeah oh, what what was that like when you met for the first time in person uh joe joe you went for the handshake but we just we ended up just hugging we just pulled up <laughs> <for a> hug. <laughs> it's it's been long enough we've 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 been face to face enough times even if it's through a computer screen that uh it was the nice thing was when the three of us got together uh it's like we'd you know known each other for years which we have uh yeah, we really have no no weirdness no awkwardness there we, we even had to walk through jody's bedroom use a bathroom every night while he slept it was fine we, we just, it, was, it was like that's how so we lived together for most of our lives we're like, right, like the right. golden girls <laughs> it, it, it is it is strange what it that these relationships that are mm -hmm. yeah yeah well for instance here right yeah absolutely and uh, like I said, I thank you guys, and I thank look you. forward to uh, getting to be in your literal presence the, the next time. Before we finish, Gil, we should also mention no overnight parking. And that was a wonderful surprise for me because I'm in the theater. I have no idea what I'm seeing or why I'm seeing it. I'm sitting here, and all of a sudden, I get absorbed in this, basically, a woman in a car in a garage. And you think to yourself, okay, after you've seen the movie... Okay, how would I have told that story when I have just a woman and a garage and a car and make it compelling and make it frightening and 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 yet give you some empathy to to feel for this woman? And she she accomplished all of that. So that was a, a real surprise. And she she was able to get Alyssa Milano to be in it. And French Stewart was in yep. it. Um and uh they did a great job. But but it, but the star of the movie is really her storytelling. Indeed, really good. Really Indeed, good. it was it was delightful to to get to. Uh, in this case, we haven't met Meg Swartlow yet, but uh, that well, get to Meg know is work. another person who I think we're yeah. we're, we're going to we, we would love to have, we're going to have a conversation with because we yeah how'd you get there, Meg? What else you got in your in your quiver? Load it up. So all in all, it was a really good. Uh, a good festival, I think, from their point of view. And I thought from our point of view, it was, it was a pretty good festival. I mean, a lot of people knew about our podcast and enjoyed it and, and said something about it and uh, had questions for us. And uh, so I think from, from our perspective, it was, it was fun and it was successful and it was uh, an enjoyable experience. It absolutely was. I mean, the credit to the Chattanooga Film Festival is that they, they really did their research and found offbeat filmmakers we had never heard of, I'm sure most people haven't heard of, and yet they're out there and they're making them, they're making pictures, they're making motion pictures. Uh, whether they're 10 minutes long or five minutes long or full length, they're out there and they're doing it. Thank you so much for inviting us to join you, Chattanooga Film Festival, and uh, we look forward to seeing what you do next year. Indeed. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. The How Not to Make a Movie podcast is executive produced by me, Alan Katz, by Gil Adler, and by Jason Stein. 
Our artwork was done by the amazing Jody Webster and Jason Jody, along with Mando, are all the hosts of the fun and informative Dads from the Crypt podcast. Follow them for what my old pal the Crypt Keeper would have called terrific Crypt content.